This week on the Outer Terrors podcast, there are only two games in the Premier League. There's a full English on the continent. And it's crunch time for Charlie. <laughs> What's to get through this week? As always. We've been away for a couple of weeks, haven't we? We have. Um, not a holiday or anything like that, just... No, just life. Uh, yeah, life getting in the way. So, um, so we'll start the title race. So it's going down to the last game. It is. It's. It, you would say it's in one team's hands. Oh, it's in City's hands without a doubt. They're one point ahead of us, um, and amazingly, um, so really they've been fantastic. I mean, we've been on a fantastic run. I think we equalled uh, a winning run um, that dated back about. I think it was two thousand six under Rafa, um, and City of. City are maybe two or three games ahead of that. Both of us have basically won every league game for the last two months. It's ridiculous that they've, I don't know, we've spoken a lot about it, but they've lost four games, you've lost one, and yeah. they are still on top. Yeah, but I mean, we've drawn games. I mean, you look at um, our record of wins, losses, and draws, we've lost one and we've drawn seven. That's a, that's still an amazing answer. 37 oh, games. Amazing. I mean, in 23 of the previous 25 Premier League seasons, we'd be champions by now. Yeah, it's true. Um, it shows how far ahead both clubs are from a chasing pack. Oh, Miles, I mean, you look at, like, we were talking just before we came on because our Statman Thomas is here. Are you, are you supporting tonight? Not quite decided yet. I think it's going to be Chorley. It's going to have to be Chorley, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not been a good time uh, to be a United fan. So hey, we, were sick. we were talking, weren't we? We got Chorley for being sick. <laughs> no. We were talking, weren't we, about United. We were saying about the teams around them and, and the fact that Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea have all dropped points. Pretty, pretty common. It's um, been pretty like, not common's not the word. Quite regular. That's the word, um, yeah. They've been, they've been consistently inconsistent. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All four of those teams that are chasing the third and fourth uh, spot. But I agree, um, I think it was Gary Neville who said that Liverpool and City have made their seasons, as in Chelsea, Arsenal, United and Spurs, look worse because we've motored away. I mean, City did it last year. You could argue top Chelsea and Arsenal, yes. United have made their season look bad anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... You just look at, I mean, City did it last year with that, um, that old, I think they finished on 101 points, didn't they, last yeah. year? First time it had ever been done. This year, they'll finish on 98, which means that the, the performance levels haven't dropped off drastically. It's three points difference, which is insane. Um, and we're there at the end, we could finish on 97, we might finish on less. Um, Wolves is a tough game. But uh, we've got here, um, thanks to a result that you weren't particularly happy with. Uh, didn't speak to me for a couple of days. Um, you know, <laughs> no, it wasn't the result. <laughs> the result. The result. I can only see the anger in your eyes. <laughs> it wasn't I know exactly. I know it wasn't the result. I thought I'd poke the bear. It wasn't the result <laughs> at all. You deserved to be winners. I thought we played fantastically well. We kept it. I thought he's going very well, Rafa. Tactics, the regime he's, he's put. It was, it was very, very deep. It was very reward. However, in the second half, especially, you had a few chances on the counter. Um, yeah, and you were well, dangerous. That's the, thing. that's the thing. The fact that we're not going out and, and we're not buying Solomon Rondon when he's become he, he's been just been announced the day. His finish was incredible. Oh, what a volley! What a just volley. a just a kind of Well, the thing is, he's just been announced the day. He's a uh, player of the year. Is he player of the year? And we won't go out and pay sixteen million for him. Because I think he's 29. I think he might do. I think, um, unless Rafa's got someone else backed up. I think Rafa's Rafa, there next I year. Do you? I do, I do. I, th- I think Rafa's there next year. Um, 
I think he'll only stay if he's guaranteed at least some money. And Rafa will only say stay if either he can buy London outright or if he has a backup in mind. Um, I think if Armouron would have been fit last weekend, it could have caused us even more problems. But at this stage of the season, performance goes out the window for us. It's literally just all about points. And well, I mean, we, um, I mean, the theatrics of your players certainly proved. Players, there was one, one. I mean, um, I'm talking season wide. I mean, to I be mean, fair, the first, in the first leg against us, in the first game um, early in the season, Salah p- pulled off uh, an Emmerdale esque. I mean, dive. Was, I mean, if it, it wasn't a dive, it was stupid. It was, it was stupid defending. Who was it? Was Clark. It, it was, it, was it not Dummett? Oh, it was Clark. Oh, it was Dummett or Clark, two bang average defenders. He's there, got his arms all over his back. I mean, there, was about, there was about four and a half miles of space well, then, between well, sides. Well, then why is he not being done retrospectively? Other players have been because, done retrospectively. Because Liverpool currently <laughs> are the darling team. That's absolute rubbish. Well, I'm yeah, hearing, hearing so much in the media, on talk sport, in papers, kind of running down what we're doing because we're not likely to win the league. If if that was the case, there'd be article after article. So you've got some Fabino then? Fabinho. Fabinho. No, it's Fabinho. There's a H in there. It's oh, Fabinho. I get confused between Fabinho uh, and Fabinho. It was, I mean, I the, worst, just the, the, worst, the, worst, the worst bit about it, from my point of view, is a dive. I, initially, I don't think it's a dive. I think it's the <laughs> fact. No, 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 wait until I finish. It's the fact that he asks for it, which turns into a dive. So if you watch it, he slips. It's a clear slip. He doesn't throw himself to the ground, he slips. But then he asks for it, which makes it a dive. Do you so know what I mean? That's what I mean. one of your players doing that? I mean, no. But, I mean, again, it's, it's crunch time. We, you were 2-2. I mean, we, we, we need a point. We I get that. Point. I'm not happy with it. No, no, no. But, I mean, every, every club does it. Barca, in the first leg against us, were doing it. Messi's role after being shoulder-charged was Neymar-esque. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely... So, if Messi, who's going to go down as the greatest, until it's stamped out, players are going to do it. And then, if, you're, if players on your team don't do it, as opposed to a team that does... The team that does are going to get ahead, and in this day and age, it's win at all costs. Yeah, I mean, we we've discussed. I was going to argue that we don't do it, but then Ayosi Perez has been. Ayosi Perez does do it. He does do it. He does do it. Yeah. Do it. Every um, team has a player. Every team has, has a player who goes down easily. Um, it, like I said, yeah, I think Man United are just a team who goes down easily. I think the Fabinho thing with with Richie, I genuinely, I've, I've watched it back constantly, and I genuinely think it's it's a slip initially. You see, he's right leg go. So why is he asking for it? So that that's the thing it's that turns into a dive the fact that he turns the line surely Klopp's going to have a word with it Klopp's, Klopp's going to not really no 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 not really? really well no what's the you difference? can't sanction that in, you what's can't sanction can't. what asking for the free kick what's the <laughs> difference in how many times do you see someone put the ball up for throwing and they claim it's their throwing just to try and get ahead Dude, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Getting... did you see the lead thing no oh it was impressive oh what, what do you mean the, the yeah, goal when it flew who was it on the left? Villa. Yeah, you were Villa. Brooks, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Brooks pretending to put it out and then... I don't know who it but I think what happened was... I think you were like... Whoever it was in front of him... The uh, guy on the ladder who scored. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't think who it was. The lad from it. I think he was going to put it out, Phillips, and then he saw... Who was it who scored that? Tommy Allen, second... The, the, was it second goal, yeah? It was the equaliser, wasn't it? No, was it the no, it was, a, it, was, oh, no, it was the goal to go one nil ahead. It was two one. It was the second goal in the league. He he then called for it. I think he just decided. He, pretty sure he slide it out. Yeah, I agree. But back did to you what see, I was saying, did I did see the scrum. It was yeah, like he was like, oh, Jack Green is getting involved as he always does. So my point is, I don't think it's a dive initially, but it turns into a dive when Fabinho 
asks for a foul. Now, you saying should Klopp sanction that? This happens every 10 15 minutes. I can't pronounce his name, sorry. Glitch. This happens every 10 15 minutes in a game when two players come together, someone tackles someone else, and a player, knowing full well he's put the ball out, asks for a throw in just to gain an advantage on the linesman. Yeah, what's the difference? That's a throw in. But what's the difference? But that's no, I see your point. I see your point. That's right. asking for a throw in, knowing full well you've put the ball out. I see your point. There's more, yeah. of, there's more of an impact. I'm, not, the game I'm, not, I'm genuinely not justifying it. I'm no, not at all. He shouldn't have. But I, I'm asking, what's the difference between degrees, claiming so. for a throwing when you know full well that you put it out, and claiming for a foul when you know full well it's not it's a foul? It's just the likelihood of a goal to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, But then, you know, I mean, Stoke want to throw in that way, likelihood to get a goal from a throwing, a long throw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I. You're more likely to get a goal from a free kick in most instances. But what I'm saying is, you can't get a manager to tell a player don't claim for something. Because they're always going to want their players to try and get ahead. Like, don't claim for that throwing if you put it out. Don't claim for a foul. It wasn't a foul. We were lucky, um, but you've still got the chance to defend the free kick, and you didn't defend it. That was the third goal where we the ball was played. We didn't defend any third of that. Third goal, the ball was put into the box, and the ball was put into the back of the net from the pen spot. Yeah, but you look at you. I mean, Lascelles has been shocking this season. He's been he's been more cold than hot, and he, for for us, he can't be that shocking considering you're mid table. He can't have been that shocking. He's, really? he's been injured. He's been he's been out of the team. Do you know who's been impressive this season? It's been Sher, Fabian Sher. Really? Did you have you seen his goal? I think all oh, the quality, the, the, like the messy like, yeah. I, 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 I think it's in, was it, it said at the time, or I may have said it to you, we may have been before the podcast, I can't remember, but it must have been. Anyway, I said if Messi scored that, rapture, absolutely yeah, yeah, rapture. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, this is from a Liverpool fan, I don't watch Newcastle every week, but considering where you are and what you've spent, I don't think any Newcastle fan can be too disheartened about performances of players I mean you'd be disheartened with the ownership issue but considering where you are in the league I think Rafa and the players Rafa and the players have done that City proud this year you need did, you need did, 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 did you just yeah. probably last year you finished 10th yeah yeah you know and, and that unfortunately Mike Ashley will be looking at it thinking well why did they need it because they're yeah. finishing mid-table every season but it, it's not an easy it's not I think the noises coming out of Rafa's camp seems to be fairly positive though from what I've yeah, heard yeah I mean he had his, uh, his press this morning this afternoon the man is um, he, does, he, did, he should there should be a gold plated statue of him in Liverpool or yeah. Newcastle he's a, he's a, he's a he's fantastic a, he's a manager um, he's who a just gets man. the city he, he gets what, he needs that kind of that support behind him like obviously being at Inter and Real it's different Whereas at Liverpool, at Newcastle, I mean, I know in Liverpool you've got the two clubs, but really football is is life in both cities, yeah. in both of those yeah. cities. Um, and he's shown to kind of, I mean, obviously he was at Chelsea and he won the Europa League, but they never took to him at Chelsea, and there's a reason for that. Chelsea are a pretty immoral football club, but I'm sure, Phil, I'm sure Phil will have something to say about that. Um, so yeah. Liverpool beat Newcastle 3-2 and then on the Monday night Vincent Kompany oh. scores with his first shot outside of the box on target since 2013 it's moments like that where you, it's moments like that where you think yeah it's destined for City like this is it's the first time he's hit the target with a shot outside the box and it was in six years it, 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 it was a goal though it was incredible you could it, not he didn't swerve he didn't really curl but he just he just the, the aim of it was incredible yeah, no, a, bit like, a bit like Messi's free kick against us and we'll talk about this later 
if you walked up to the net and placed it in the top bin, it couldn't be better placed. Yeah, no, it was incredible. I mean, you just I mean, I didn't watch the game, I literally just left it until the end and looked at yeah. the score and then I watched the highlights. Sometimes when I when I saw the goal, sometimes you just gotta put your hands up and say, right, we can't do anything about that. They were quality side city. I, I stress side, not club, they were quality side. Um, and if they beat us to the league by one point fair play they'll have deserved it it's a different pressure that they faced this year to last year yeah, yeah. last year it was a procession this year they've shown that they have the metal the character to perform when the pressure's on each week domestically. so fair play domestically domestically because Pep can't seem to get them going in Europe we'll talk a, about Europe later they've got a lot of replacing to do eventually though when there's the I think the main one I think speaking to Danny earlier I think it's Fernandinho and Aguero because yeah. I mean everyone's talking about how amazing a season Aguero was having now he's having a season of his, like the last five or six years or three or four years and his stats are distinctly average like the, the, I mean he he's in, I think he's had, I think he's had, I think he's had important goals though I think yeah that's important big, goals yeah. at important times yeah. and he has added, added that kind of work rate to him because remember when Pep came in there was talk of Aguero going back to Spain there was because right. he wasn't the kind of player he was, he was quite loud as well the, the, the entire thing was big Sterling and Sane around him though Contribute. Sammy's not getting into the team though, is he? He's playing Bernardo Silva, who, I mean, let's or be honest, Foden, I think. Or Foden, Foden, yeah. Like Bernardo Silva, for me. Sterling's just won, I mean, yeah. I think since we've been on, Van Dyke won the PFA Player of the Year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. And Sterling's won the Football Writers Player of the Year. Van Dyke, I think, I've spoken to loads of people, yet yeah, Van Dyke, he's completely, him and Alisson have revolutionised how we defend. He's, he's definitely the best. He's 150 million. Though. And he's in the start for it. Well, how much did we sell Coutinho for? 140 million. So actually, net is 10, 10 million. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, he's so. lost out on 5 million because you beat him. And it's all the win, you get like Who cares? Who cares? 10 million is nothing. Um, yeah. I just think, but that's the difference between us and City. City went out and bought a 60 million pound squad player, whereas we had to sell Coutinho. Cold, Maris, squad player. Well, he's, I mean, Foden's not getting ahead. So they went out and spent 60 million on Riyad Maris, who I'd love at Liverpool, by the way. We, the only way, the only Why? Because he's a quality player. Right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, who's, what, who, what, who is he replacing? No, just rotation. What I want, you want it's not a bad choice having Maris. What, what I want, I mean, because they're not using Maris, we'd use him. I'd rather what have Shakira's been quality. I, I don't. Oh, know. He was fantastic. I'd rather, I want a bigger squad. I want to be able to. The reason we we we've challenged fantastically in the league and the Champions League this year. I'd like to go to the cups as well. Firmino's Firmino being out has proved that you definitely need to bring in a new form because I mean, Arie did, Arie did, did the job. He scored against you and scored against Barca. So I mean, not too bad, is it? No, 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 no. Are you telling me that you expect him to be to, to do that regularly? I don't know. He'll be there next year. I think he's oh, he'll be there. He scored no storage one He scored big, big goals in big, big games. Divock. Um, Did he score on Everton? He scored the winner against Everton. Yeah. Um, scored against Newcastle and obviously scored against two against Barcelona. The second of which, which we'll talk about later, was a fantastic finish. I mean, it was brilliant by Trent for the corner. Yeah. It was fired in that yeah, It was yeah, an amazing yeah. finish. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, moving on to the top four battle, there isn't a great deal we can say about this because it's pretty much done and dusted, isn't it? It's um, done and dusted for a while, really. Well, no, because I think they've been swapping so obviously the other teams for that third, fourth, fifth and sixth sixth United um, <laughs> Arsenal in fifth Chelsea no Spurs are in fourth Chelsea are in third um, I mean Spurs should have had it sewn up for a while but they haven't they've played poorly in the league um, a little bit like us really they've had a Champions League run oh um, when did Chelsea leave from Tottenham yeah last weekend 
I completely missed that. No, because Spurs lost to Bournemouth, didn't they? Yeah, the Chelsea won. I completely missed that. Yeah, so um, Spurs should have had third sewn up a few weeks ago. But because they've been, like we did last year, we had third sewn up, and then we took the eye off the ball and concentrated on the Champions League, which is what they've done. Yeah, of course they have. Uh, And rightfully so, with how thin their squad is. And they've been dragged into it. However... I mean, they need they need an eight goal swing Arsenal to get into it through the top four. So you'd have thought mm. the top four will be City, Liverpool, yeah. um, Chelsea, and Spurs. Yeah, uh, with Arsenal and United in fifth and sixth. Tell you what, looking at this table with Wolves in seventh is it's terrifying. It's, it's a worry for us in that we've got to play them and they've yeah. still got Europa League. They have to be beat like the top six or something. Or the top they've taken points off, so they drew against City at the Molyneux, at Molyneux. They lost to City, remember, with that ball he sent in off it, shouldn't have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they've beaten us in the FA Cup, they beat United, they beat Arsenal. They can't be caught now, Wolves. Can't be caught in seventh, are you sure? No, 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 53 for Everton, 57 for Wolves. Oh, right, that's all right. So, they so, they so it, all, they, it all depends on what happens in the FA Cup, whether they get um, that Europa League. Yeah, it's confusing. If Watford win the FA Cup they go straight into the Europa League and Wolves don't get anything because that Europa League spot will have gone to them but if City win the FA Cup Watford don't get it as runners up that FA, that, UA, that Europa League spot will go to Wolves in seventh yeah there's so many connotations yeah I was reading an article here at the BBC yesterday about uh, the wives of this literally the which... only thing the only thing that's, that's cemented is that pretty much City um, Liverpool and Spurs and Chelsea pretty much what happens league. if Arsenal win the Europa because they get Champions League qualification yeah so they'll be five so there'll be five clubs yeah. alright there's so not allowed more than five clubs in the Champions League if they don't then our, that fifth one will go to Austria I think yeah I read that I yeah um, no it doesn't go to them they go straight through to the group stages rather than qualify yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's not a great deal needed to be said about that Chelsea could effectively and we'll mention this later as well Chelsea could effectively um, completely stonewall Arsenal out of the Champions League in, with two avenues because really Arsenal had it in their own hands a few weeks ago to the point where I even, I even predicted them to get top four which shows how much I know <laughs> um, but Chelsea could keep them out of the top four with league form and also effectively stop them from getting it uh, in competition yeah. form are we allowed to say that word on this podcast anymore what prediction I really don't think we should be allowed I don't want to predict no. how good my tea's going to be <laughs> no. that's how bad it is I'm really hungry so it's going to be amazing <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the relegation battle in the Premier League again not a lot of time uh, to talk about this really is needed because it's done and dusted last weekend uh, thanks to a loss at home, Cardiff were relegated. I mean, they put up a fight. I mean, I was there was week there were weeks that I was worried. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know I predicted Brighton because of how they um, how they their fixtures panned out, but Cardiff didn't get the points that they needed to keep Brighton in that fight. So fair play to Brighton. I prefer Brighton to Cardiff. I prefer Chris Hughton to Neil Warnock, and I will shed no tears seeing that troll-faced manager drop back down to the championship. Right where he belongs. That troll-faced, xenophobic manager with no eyebrows. I get the feeling that likes him. I mean, that hurts, Steve. I mean, he looks like someone draws his eyebrows off. Have you seen? It's absolutely bizarre. He looks constantly, like, aggroed. Like, he looks like well, he's up for a fight every single minute. Like, have you seen him on the sideline? Have, have you seen the parody of um, Bittersweet Symphony where he's uh, just nodding his head to the actual Have you seen that video where he basically squares up to the camera? And yeah, and just goes, like, is that what that's basically what they've done, but they've took that and put it on the Bittersweet Symphony. The man is a complete helmet. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a complete <laughs> helmet. 
and I won't miss him at all. Um, have seen Scott Parker's been um, appointed manager of Fulham. That's, that's I mean, that get through. I was I was literally so just, no, just I was going to move on to like kind of the limbo between Premier League and Championship, yeah. really. but that's really it's really good. Um, Must be very recent. Five hours ago. It's, the, it's the best thing for Fulham, really. They need stability. I know Parker couldn't keep them up, um, but they're going into the Championship. I mean, anything can happen. Exactly. Um, it depends on they, they, they're funded well. I mean, the Khan family have a lot of money to the point where the young lad, Tony Khan, he's setting up his own wrestling promotion and throwing millions at that. So they're not sure. Of Why do you get the impression that we're going to start a wrestling podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's beat us to it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to do with no, it. You can be the stat on for that one. You, you can't can't be better than I am. <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> if you get one stat in, at least it'll be better than I am. So uh, down to the championship uh, again. I I I I named this. You did go on. I don't want to say because I I think we've sort of expletive. Yeah, we, I mean Leeds 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 uh, cocked it up. Leeds Leeds really messed it up. They did they did. And to be fair, a couple of weeks before the end of the season, they'd swap positions. They had it in their own hands, like unbelievably as well for one week, and then they cocked it up. Just so Norwich and Sheffield United have been confirmed as Premier League teams for next season, which is. Thoroughly well deserved. I thought Chris Wilder showed a little bit of lack of class in half of his sniping in the week after. Yorkshireman, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he has thrown a flag for British managers. Like, fair play to the has. For that club, I mean, he's a Sheffield United uh, legend there. But as, as a British manager, he, he's shown that he's flexible, he's very good tactically, but I just thought he showed a lack of class in the week after the promotion. Yeah, but let's be honest, I mean... If, you, if, if you've been in a fight with Everton for some <laughs> cup or something, you, you'd, you'd be alright with Klopp just putting that down. Oh, no, of course, oh, no, no, Sheffield United fans would love it, but from a neutral, yeah, yeah, who, who's, I mean, the man's had so many plaudits this year, just show a bit of class. Like, they deserved it, and he's come out sniping. Just He's going to be in the Premier League next year, so if he comes out with that kind of snarkiness after they've been promoted, what's he going to do? Mean, what's he going to do on the run of 10 I'm, I'm defeats gonna, on the bounce? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. I think they're not going to stay up, are they? What, what, what was some of my predictions? <laughs> yeah, don't predict. They're going to win the league. Um, so those two went up. That was pretty much... I got so you're not saying United are going to win the league. <laughs> Worrying. Uh, uh, the predictions. Playoffs, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the playoffs uh, were confirmed as Leeds versus Derby, so a return to Spygate. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. And I mean, looking at the stats, I just put, I just wrote these down. I mean, <laughs> Leeds have done it twice this season. They beat them two 0 uh, in January, and then they built them four uh, one. So chances are like Derby will win that. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> big Frank four one. Yeah, uh, and then it's a Midland. It's somewhat Midlands Derby. Villa West Brom. Uh, again, it looks like yeah. Looking at the results you put on there, Villa. They failed to beat West Brom in two attempts, so you'd expect. I mean, Villa. Villa. I mean, I've always said Villa are probably going to be the team. Villa are the team with momentum. Do you know what? I don't want to see Villa in the Premier League. I, as a, again, I just, as a I, neutral from outside, if I, I'm looking at all four of those clubs, out of the, out of the four, I'd either want Leeds or Villa. Because Villa Park is such a, re, a Premier League ground. I've been to yeah. Villa Park uh, on away days. <laughs> Loads and it is a, it's a it's a historic Premier League. It's interesting you say that because I've just put at the top here that um, the, it, there's been record attendances across League Championship, League One, and League Two this season with Aston Villa with uh, having eight of the ten. Yeah, I top. mean, I mean, they've got the biggest ground in the Championship. Yeah, but they're a big club. Like, they're a big club. They're a, big club. They're they're a historic club. They have a European Cup setting. They have more European Cups than Manchester City. And 
And Arsenal combined. Yeah. The fact that they've got a history being exactly. I was waiting for them to say Newcastle and be like into Toto Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I said European Cup, I didn't say European trophies. He was the big one. How the long have you waited? He was held up. How long have you waited to brag about that cup for? How long have you been waiting to brag about that cup? I preferred when we were talking I saw a tumbleweed there, Tom. <laughs> we'll be back one day. <laughs> back in the city, yeah? yeah? So I'm talking about, I'm talking about Blackburn. <laughs> oh, not surely. No. Tell you what, can I, can I just talk about, can we talk about something in the Championship, though? A yeah, very sad affair. Yeah, kind of one of our relatively local clubs, isn't it, really? I've been to see them a fair few times. It's sad because, I mean, I know, I think... So we're talking about Bolton Wanderers, aren't we? We are. I think, sort of, nationwide, they probably... They're probably not loved or really that hated. They're a historic like, club. They're one of the fans. I yeah. mean, they've they've been a big club, like mm. winning FA Cup. They've had. It's just interesting. Players. It's interesting that they are nicknamed the Trotters because they've made a right pig's ear of ownership. They have, um, and you've got yeah, to look you at. Really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was great for you to cut that up. <laughs> just for the microphone, uh, Simon's eyes twinkled as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I winked a little bit. As well. <laughs> Uh, it is. It's a sad state of affairs. Um, I went to the very first game at what is now called the University of Bolton Stadium. It's been called that in itself Ma- is depressing. It's been called the Macron. It was called the Reebok Stadium when it I still went. is the Reebok. Yeah, that's the way we look at it. Yeah, I went to the very first Bolton game there. I was I got a, I was a year six kid and we, we got tickets as a prize for something and they were against QPR. Uh, were you runners up, Paul? Did you? <laughs> no, we won. We won. <laughs> Um, it's just been a cock first place to see United <laughs> right? no way he's going for that no no <laughs> you're not a United fan today so why are you, oh, why yeah, you so yeah. up? <laughs> sometimes I get upset alright <laughs> um, you've got to I mean yeah Bolton have cocked this up but you've got to look at um, the Football League who are supposed to look at these perspective you've got, to, you've got to look at it's got to be more the FA it's more vetting now I've heard on talks but I hear it's the fit and proper person says it's no longer called that it's not that they had the guy on Jim White's show a few weeks ago talking about how they, they look at these people and they try and educate people because a lot of the people who come in to buy football clubs have never run football clubs oh. before so they try and educate them on you know what's coming and what, what to expect yeah. I mean they say this, and they say, oh, well, we try and find the best fit for people, uh, for clubs. But they never learn. But this lad that they've allowed to take over at Bolton, who still doesn't seem to have the money, is it Bessini? No, it's, it's been called off now. Oh, well, it's been called off, yeah. But they confirmed it. The Football League actually confirmed yeah. it. And this guy... He destroyed been, Watford. He destroyed Watford. Got banned for three years. From ownership. Bankrupt. What are they doing? Bankrupt twice, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, three three the charm. League, I mean, <laughs> if the public can see that and think... This won't end well. Any How sort can of football league think that? I think what ha- needs to happen. <coughs> it's a bit, and I'm going to use a, a, a sort of knowledge that you're going to have. It's a bit of a, a Shane McMahon move, isn't it? Think about his theme music. Yeah, here comes the money. Yeah, yeah that is, is exactly yeah. <laughs> very good wrestling analogy. Thank you. I like that. I'm I can see on the podcast. I very much appreciate that. They're just not learning though, are they? Like, look at the Blackburn situation. Look at Charlton as well. Like the guy, yeah, Charlton has actually come out and said it was the biggest mistake he ever made putting the money in. He didn't. He didn't realise how much time was involved in running a football club, and he just what he actually wanted the football league to buy Charlton back off him. Well, didn't the Venkies? Didn't they come out and say they didn't realise you could get relegated? Yeah, you told me that years ago. That's the, embarrassing. The thing is, though, um, they're still being tied around, aren't they? Um, we both have, well, yeah. they had, I thought the administrators were called in. Um, yeah, I'll be a sucky round as well. That's well, the well, as long as it's done now, I think I think to do it for next year when the League One kicks the club when it's down, if they do it now, 
Then what we know will be next year. Well, that kicks up, that starts on minus twelve. But, but I mean, if you've got one of these I, I think I mean, Shed, what are they called? Shandong Luang from yeah. China. Um, but the best bit of news is that apparently they're touting the Allardyce to come back. But Which would have been the worst thing. I enjoy Allardyce. I enjoy Allardyce. Yeah, I agree. But let's let's look at this kind of objective. He had the rat beside him, didn't he? He, he did. You won't like that. <laughs> big, <laughs> big legend is old Samuel. You don't Samuel know what I'm talking about. Went to Everton. I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound as a pound is Samuel Lee. Yeah, I met him. I got to his dinner. Really? Yeah. Are you spitting it? <laughs> I didn't know it was. Can I just was that lunch or tea? Let's not get complicated. No, I do, I do want to get complicated. I'm going to start a new, po- with new podcast. How to correctly pronounce time of day. For what the I can hear now is like that take me out all the red lights and the southerners just sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop listening to this. I, I, I think Big Sam think, would think he's too big for League One. I think it's a nice pipe dream for Bolton to have, but having listened to Big Sam I quite... Can't be that corrupt. I, I, mean, I think he'd think he's too big to yeah. go into League One. Can I just source my information? Well, Daily Mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they put two and two together and come up with 643. And they still don't realise they've done it wrong. Yeah. That was a long way. I think we should probably move yeah, on. Probably shut yeah. our mouths. Should we go to Europe? Yeah. Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> Excellent. I mean, I mean. We have a full English in our hands. We do, very clever, very clever. Um, where to start, really? I mean, we should probably start with the Champions League, shall we? I mean, no, some... the two teams are not interested. <laughs> no, not at all. Boring matches. Boring, boring. I mean, where, where are you going? Sixth and out of Europe? Sorry, sorry, Tom. <sighs> Let's give it to our sleeve now. <laughs> um, I read something funny. Uh, I was reading the report for the. Uh, we'll talk about Spurs and Ajax. Liverpool dive the way to the fact, never mind. Really? Because only against Newcastle. Um, I read I read the match report um, translated from Lakeith first of all Mora is only I can't remember how many people got it but him and Tadic both got a 10 out of 10 Tadic for the, 10, 10 out of 10 uh, Tadic for um, the game against Real and yeah. Mora for his hat-trick against Ajax and apparently only a select few have ever got 10 out of 10 in Lakeith you know if you think give me a list of players you know and said which one of these players is going to get a 10 out of 10 in the Champions League Lucas Moura would not be one who had ever chosen. It would have been when he first went to PSG because when he first went to PSG all those years ago, when he was a young, a relatively young lad, he was linked with United, wasn't he, yeah. for ages and ages, and then went to PSG, came to Spurs because no one else really wanted him. Excuse me, and he, he didn't really set the world on fire this first season. This season, at the start, he had a particularly really good first few months, didn't he? Tailed yeah. off a little bit, and that's kind of, I'd say, Pochettino's fault. He's central, though, aren't he? Yeah, and he, but he took him out of the team when Kane and Son were always fit. That's, that's the thing, it's the Kane effect. It's so awkward that yeah. Tottenham played better without Kane. Sometimes. I mean, you cannot not play Harry Kane. No, you can't. You just can't. You just can't. But I think Son, Son definitely is. <coughs> I think some, times yeah, some, some plays better without Hurricane. But if you're a Spurs fan, you want all three of those playing in Madrid on the 1st of June. Kane, Son and Moore. And the chances are Kane will be, I don't know how fit he'll be, but he'll be fit for then, you'd have thought. Well, I've read a few things saying that they, they would rather have him come on my, if he's not fully fit, come, come on my defence you. Well, it makes sense, um, yeah, when, when our defence is tired, Harry Kane gives them a lift, doesn't it? Yeah. Is, is the world's best defender going to play in two Champions League finals? 
back to back years. Uh, Dejan Lovren will not start this Champions League final. No, he will not. No, he won't. He just won't. Sure. Have you not seen how Joe Matic played? And, uh, Joe Matic has been brilliant for us this season. Well, he had the promise to when he first joined you, and I think he just got sort of put to one side. No, I think he got lumped in with Lovren. I yeah. think. I think Lovren. You saw our game against you. Like Lovren came back into into the side to give Matip a rest. Matip wasn't expected to play all this season. He was expected to be Van Dijk and Gomez. Gomez got his injury. Yeah. Matip came in. Go. It's it's funny that Lovren comes back in in the game between between Newcastle and Liverpool, and automatically we can't defend again from set pieces. That's no coincidence that Lov Lovren. I'm not saying he was at fault for any of the goals, but he causes chaos. He causes uncertainty well, in we, a back we, five that we has been settled. We attacked. Lovren throughout yeah. that game. I mean, you'd have to. I mean, he's the weak link there. He oh, will not. He, unless there's an injury on Sunday, touch wood, there isn't. He will not start that game at centre back. Our centre back pairing in Madrid will be Matip and Van Dijk, and rightfully so, because actually in recent weeks there have been games where Matip has outshone Van Dijk, yeah. where, te- mm-hmm. where teams will automatically go to Matip because he's not Van Dijk, and they immediately think he's a weak link, and then they go and then they basically try and stand off the two of them because Matip has actually been really quite good at bringing the ball out of defence, whereas uh, Van Dijk sprays the thirty yeah, forty he's, yard he's, passes. He's, a, cu- a couple of times a season, at least I've seen, he's been the assist of the assist. He's the one who goes into the midfield, yeah. Yeah, whereas Van Dijk doesn't often do that. What Van Dijk does, he picks the ball down the wing and, you know, pings it. Yeah. Whereas Matip is the one who strides out of the back line. It does and he's been so, range, you know? it is, uh, Van Dijk, he's, uh, Van Dijk makes everyone better. I mean, even, I mean, we... I mean, I'm better with Van Dijk. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but, I mean, Matip, I don't think it should be said that Matip's always been good this season because of Van Dijk, he's been quality. But to answer your question, Lovren won't start in our game. Um, the Spurs comeback, um, I read somewhere, uh, I started this segment by mentioning this, I read in this article that they say, it said it was the greatest Champions League semi-final comeback <laughs> since the night before. Yeah. <laughs> incredible two days of football, really incredible two days. But the thing is, though, is it really incredible three days because Vincent Company's 30-yard screamer became... Oh, one day, yeah. It became chip paper. Just yeah. chips paper. People have completely forgotten about that because it happened on Tuesday Wednesday. And it, is, it just shows why we love football so yeah. much. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I was good to go out the City game, but you look at it as a football fan. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> incredible. Can I just kind of... Do United fans enjoy football at the minute? No, I mean Jeffrey Boycott's a Man United fan, and we know full well what he thought of their players at their end of play. I mean, I just said to you, didn't I? You don't give Jeffrey Boycott any time on on the. Do not think he's going to be invited back, do you? (laughs) He's only just he's only speaking what as a United fan I feel at the moment. He's speaking as a fan, yeah. And fair play to him. Um, If you got that, if you got that output to say it, exactly. Yeah, the yeah the outlet to do so. Anyway, can we get back to teams that are actually (laughs) relevant? Yeah. Um, So that's harsh. I mean, I think everyone looking at last week. I mean, the two games really the uh, the Barcelona at the new camp and at the the new White Hart Lane. I don't know what the new stadium's called at the moment, so I'm just going to call it. The new white big shiny right? stadium, the big shiny, the big lovely shiny stadium. That everyone oh, let's call it the delayed stadium. The delayed stadium, yeah. It's um, nearly done. Stadium. <laughs> I think you look at those two games, and if any team were going to turn it around, it was going to be Spurs at one 0 However, that was changed drastically by the fact that Ajax went two 0 up in the first Sorry. half. Two 0 up in the first half, delicted again, absolutely quality. Um, I mean the goal the second goal for Marks was amazing the curl into the bottom corner the thing that amazed me the most is that I think it was him and another player actually broke fast on the 25th yeah. minute the fact that they were playing for 25 minutes yeah. on an empty stomach oh yeah yeah because they had to have the snacks didn't they after, yeah, after someone down for Ramadan yeah um, and then 
I mean, I don't think Ajax played particularly poorly. No. Defensively, they were lacking for the second it was goal. That second half, that's wasn't it? I think that second yeah. half it was, but the second goal in particular. I mean, I've written in, in our notes that are woefully underprepared. Um, the second goal, Lucas Moore's footwork for it was world class. The way yeah. he kind of—I mean, yeah. it wasn't like the foot, the ball stuck to his foot. He just kind of danced around, sold a few dummies. However, he shouldn't have got to that point because the ball's bobbling around. The goalkeeper rushes out to kind of stand, like basically throw himself on the ball, mm. and basically throws himself into one of his defenders. Which allows the ball to bobble free, and that gives more of a chance. But he does, he dances, great composure for him oh, dances, and then kind of on the turn with the goal behind it, puts it into the bottom corner. It's right. that goal. It's tragic, right? So that team are going to be picked apart like a dead. Balance. I mean, Delict is gone. I mean, we've, we've just read recently that the Barca, De Jong, that's pretty Young's much official. Gone. That's gone. Yeah. Delict was supposed to be going to Barca, but that seems to be up in the air due to that scumbag Mino Viola. Um, He's, he's a, him and agents like him and just leeches on the game mm. um, I mean Ferguson had it right all those years ago and they, they were even as as prolific as they are now no, no he, he banned Raiola and that, Raiola was part of the reason he sold Pogba he got rid of Pogba because yeah. he, he didn't want him around the training ground Pogba or Raiola but I, I mean he'll get his 20% he'll get his 15 million euros when the lick goes somewhere because someone will get him um, I would have I mean I wouldn't be well, surprised if it's Barca whether Real it's the golden boys in this year and it's the first time in I don't know I'm sure we talked about it in the podcast a few times ago but it's the, the only defender to get youngest to get golden boy in however many years like, yeah he's, he's just he's quality he's and he's captain of Ajax I mean yeah. come on he's captain of Ajax yeah, he's, 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 he's 18, 19 you've got to think though yeah. Ajax essentially are academy the, the business model they are an academy I know they're a top level yeah, they team, but, but they do again and again they do they produce these players, but the thing is, they can't keep these teams together. So they are well, essentially the academy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what they do, they, they promote some fantastic football, uh, not just their youth players, but taking Tadic over there from mm. Southampton. Yeah, it looked like a strange one to begin with, that. Like, did, well, um, then it's clearly. It's like blitz, it's kind of like drip feed a bit of. Bit of experience. I bet you wish you had a bit of daily bag there. Daily bag. <sighs> I don't know. I, st- I still don't I thought he was old. He's, 20, he's like 28, 29. I thought he was old. He looks, he looks about 70. <laughs> Look at his face. I, don't, I still don't understand why we got rid of him. It's. I think he wanted to go back home. Though, yeah, he we wasn't were, playing for United. We were he him into defence. Well, he, play, he plays regularly for Ajax. Uh, yeah. And he's back yeah. home in Holland. So it was a no-brainer for him. Uh, and it's a no-brainer well, for his the dad Ajax. would have done a bit. Wouldn't he? Yeah. I think he was, the Ajax coaching yeah. staff as well. So someone who's... I'd say loved in Holland as Daily Blint. Mm. I mean, it was a no-brainer for Ajax. Um, so that was a fantastic result for Spurs. Um, and absolutely, I mean, you just couldn't say it. it was unforeseeable at half-time. Uh, and the fact that the winner came in the 96th minute kind of compounded how amazing. I mean, yeah. there's no, there are very few better ways of winning a football tie than in the 90s. It was essentially the last kick of the game. Was Well, it should have been. Yeah. He ended up playing another minute and a half Did after that. Did you see Ajax kick off from the goal, though? Like, literally, I think it was like all 10 players ran yeah, forward. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was, it was like a charge. It's, I mean, they did everything right for 45 minutes. They were 3-0 up in the tie. Mm. That should have been dead and buried. And at that, uh, that stage of the competition, it's naivety. That's what's done in the United. But they've had a fan. You can't take away from Ajax because knocking out Juve, knocking out Real. I mean, fantastic from Spurs to knock out the team that's done that, as well as obviously City as well. So Spurs very much deserve their place in Madrid. I just I remember saying to you off mic though about Poch basically saying that. Uh, well, implying that he'd leave Spurs if they won the Champions League. That would be the end of this five-year plan. 
and he could go back home. He said he said he would go back home. Now whether home is Champions League with whether, Spurs, well, whether home go to Manchester. He was at Espanol, wasn't he? So whether home is like yeah, Catalan, yeah. Barcelona. Um, well, Barcelona are in the market. We were talked about their manager Valverde getting an absolute tongue lashing after the game that we'll move on to now. Now um, I've, I've seen loads of people talk about this and like kind of compare it to previous comebacks. Um, I don't think you can compare it to Istanbul because Istanbul, we won the trophy. Like, we were 3-0 down, we came back and won the trophy, we've not won anything yet. It's probably the greatest, I mean, this is from people who supported the club a lot longer than I have. It's probably the greatest comeback in a tie that we've ever done in a European Cup because it's not like we, and no disrespect to Spurs, and I know it'll sound like disrespect, but they weren't massive. I mean, people thought if out of the two ties, Spurs would turn that one on. It's not like we're against an Ajax. No. A Dutch side. We're against Barcelona with the best player in history playing for them. With one of their best ever number nines playing for them. With Coutinho, who albeit hasn't had a great season, but plays very well against English sides. What I found interesting from the first leg was, and I hadn't noticed it until it was brought on social media, was that sort of last minute Messi in the first leg like, yeah. and Messi basically crumbled to the floor yeah well I mean at that point at 3-0 you don't think it's going to be uh, vital did. I don't think he did I just think he'll have just been gutted that they, they didn't kill know. the tie completely Three I, think he's, I think he is magical I think he, he is he, he, was, he, was, he was awful at Anfield though he was he was non-existent. I mean, yeah, but he, I said I said talking about this tie, I said, and I know we weren't initially, but I said if we could take them back to Anfield in the tie, then we would go through. Now, obviously, nobody thought we were in the tie, but the reason I said that is Messi and Barcelona are historically so poor away from the new camp. Look, the, and Liverpool are so strong at Anfield. Anfield yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Arsene Wenger came out, didn't he, and said Liverpool's Anfield's the only place you don't want to go. In the second leg of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. they had chances though. They had chances, yeah. I mean, fluffed. But the, but the saves that Allison made, they weren't like bottom corners, top corners. They were fairly, fairly routine. I mean, they were good saves to because you've got to make them or you've got to palm them out of harm's way. That's they, were good saves, but they weren't world class saves. He's, he's a world class. There was a couple where he, unlike uh, to Stegen, where he, he palmed it into, into the his path. Yeah. When Allison did it, he palmed it That's straight out. Way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's very, like you said, he's world class. He's a, he's a very good goalkeeper. Um, I think Edison probably has the edge on him at the moment just because he's been in the league longer um, and he's, he's also a very good goalkeeper but I mean it seems to be a golden age we've spoken about goalkeepers at length haven't we, we have. it seems to be a bit of a golden age where would you find discussion about where we have talked about goalkeepers well at Towner's podcast well it linked in Towner's linked podcast linked in Towner's it's, um, we, we did it's a, a previous uh, two-footed episode two-footed didn't we it is yeah which um, people can listen to if you've not already exactly um yeah, there were loads of factors. Um, I've got to admit, though, all the way through that, I was sat in the main stand for that. I, I didn't believe it would truly happen until the full, full-time whistle went. Well, I mean, it was written in the stars when Suarez said he wouldn't celebrate that. Yeah, you're damn right you're not going to celebrate this because you're not going to score. Um, he didn't have a great game. Did, I mean, he basically... I mean, not only did we not have Salah or Bobby, I mean, we lost probably the best left-back in Europe at half-time. But, I mean, that enforced All change. All I'm hearing is they were 50% more likely to dive. We, 
<laughs> to be fair, Barcelona did spend most of the time on the floor. Yeah, that's the all the way team, through. Uh, but even Messi, like first, like that that Neymar role he did, yeah, after he was shoulder barred by Milner was Suarez was some dramatic. Suarez did it for us. Yeah, but Suarez has risen from the dead. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was Norwich in thirteen. Probably the best thing I've ever seen. He did it against us on Tuesday. He was down with Messi, and both him and Messi were down. Injured, and then they got the ball back. Rakitic won the ball back, and they both sprung back up again. In my head, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like spooning one another. <laughs> no, no, they were like, hold me. Uh, <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> they were definitely doing that after the game. Yeah. Um, no, I genuinely thought at four now. I, I, I was convinced until the full time whistle went, we're going to get one because it wasn't, it wasn't, but it wasn't, it wasn't the goals. Uh, that got us I mean obviously technically they got us through to was 4-3 but the most improbable part of that game was the clean sheet there's no yeah, way yeah I think Klopp nobody, pretty obvious that Klopp's that was the even Klopp said like, nobody expected it including myself including even my dad who's like an eternal optimist when it comes to the club like, even he couldn't he thought we'd need five to go through yeah. um, I think Clippity's going to find himself in a five now what for the uh, the f bomb? Yeah, <laughs> that was very good. Telling telling the uh, the cameras that he could drop the f bomb because he thought the kids are all in bed. Ten past ten, the kids are in bed. <laughs> he's just he's just very charismatic, and you can tell. What, I've always said, uh, say whatever you want about Liverpool, but there is no better manager for that. There's no he's, he's fit. He's, he's fit perfectly. He's um, just a lunatic. Is that just fits with the character? I yeah. say, I mean the city, the kind of passionate nature. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, I, mean, so I don't mean the politics is in my like, like the the, the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about is is that madness yeah, kind of controlled passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. And there's no matter. I mean, Pep is a wonderful manager, uh, but the, genuinely because of what you're saying, the fit. There's no manager in world football I would prefer than Jurgen Klopp because mm. he's perfect for this football club. Uh, and you look at what. He's done with us. Um, yeah, obviously we've not won a trophy yet, but you look at the, the squad that he took over, and he's got us competing. We're in our second Champions League final. We've got to the Champions League final as well as com- taking the title race down. Just as well. To Klopp, though, it comes down to your entire ethos change. It's the recruitment. Uh, it's the recruitment policy. I mean, as well. you, 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 we're not going to talk about it, but I'm just going to mention like the eight million for Robbo, the thirty million for Shaq, who's a cracking yeah. player to bring on. Twenty five million for Genie. Genie's let's, worth his weight in gold. It's not. But to be fair, though, at the time, everyone thought that's a fair bit of money because I mean he scored a few for you. Yeah, no, I think it was more to the fact that that you were buying what you thought was a left midfielder. I don't think we were. I think Klopp bought. I, I have no I'm sure idea Klopp why. Did buy Klopp bought him as a central but midfielder, but I have no idea. Was lesser mortals. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, even as Newcastle, one, he was a left midfielder. He was. And now you think back to what it was like, and you think what the. Bloody hell, what are you doing? Yeah. Why were you playing him? Why were you playing him? Because he is, he, he's one of our best midfielders. There's absolutely no doubt. He's, and it's just he, ridiculous that we've got two midfielders, ex Newcastle midfielders, Sissoko and Genie, in a, in a Champions League final. Three years after the fact that yeah, they were, they were gracing uh, St James's Park, the biggest sports director in the country. Well, I'm sad now. <laughs> it's not as right. sad as you, at least Newcastle have got a bit of hope. Yeah. So Rafa's not left yet. No. So let's move on to um, the rest of the full English. So I mean, this was more expected, wasn't it? Really, um, it, just the way the games went. Chelsea took it far. I was about to say, yeah. So everyone, I think even the bookies said that it was it was favoured beforehand. Unlike the Champions League, no one expected it to be. Well, of course, it was. I mean, Frankfurt. This was. I mean, Frankfurt have had a fantastic season. Jovic was properly coming to his own. He won't be there next season, don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, Frankfurt had a really good season domestically as well. Um, I think they're third or fourth. 
not completely sure. But uh, a team with such um, sparse resources in comparison to the likes of Dortmund and Munich and Leipzig, to be having the season that they're having, get to the semi-final of the Europa League, to be in the top four of Germany. And maybe our stats man can yeah, tell yeah, me. The fourth, yeah. fourth. Um, that's that's incredible for them. I was gutted for them to be honest. Um, obviously, part of that is because I just cannot stand Chelsea. Can I, can I just? But in, I don't think you'd have found that stats man because they were under Frankfurt. <laughs> it's Eintracht. Yeah, Eintracht. Oh, I'd have been there till next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, I'd have They're not there. Starting next week podcast by going, oh, so Frankfurt are fourth. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was gutted for Frankfurt to be honest. Again, not just because I hate Chelsea, but because they've been on such an amazing run. They've got such amazing fans, uh, and really, it was in their hands. They equalised. They were three one up in the shootout, and ended up losing it four three. Um, what did you just say about the fans? Frankfurt have got amazing oh, right, fans. Sorry, I, I, for, because I was just getting off the back of looking on the laptop, right, right, right. I thought you Chelsea said Chelsea fans. Right. I was did like, you honestly think I was drugged up to say I don't know, because ridiculous. Because we, we did a lot of talking about it, and I was like, what? Yeah, Chelsea don't have amazing fans. Um, <laughs> racist. Amazingly racist, yeah. Eintracht, Frankfurt have amazing fans. They've been on a great run. Is it wasn't that just generally the German league, though, as well? Uh, I mean, to a degree. Well, amazing fans, yeah, but um, they've outperformed. I mean, I know it's a, a lesser competition, but they've outperformed Dortmund and Munich. They've gone further in their own European competition than both Dortmund and Munich. They're on level points with Bayern Leverkusen, which tells you all you need to know. So, fair play to them. So, it was unlucky for them. The Valencia Arsenal game was a little more um, standard, really. Arsenal were 3 1 up. Valencia made it nervy for a little bit by Gamero scored yeah. early. But as soon as Aubameyang kind of clicked into gear, he, he, they took that game away from Blake. Shock, a shocking season, though, I think. If you're not, I mean, another in the final. I uh, think this I, isn't the season I don't think Arsenal fans would have wanted under Henry. No, but they, they all know it's a rebuilding season. They all know that pretty much the whole... Pretty it, they all pretty much know that that whole back five needs replacing, the full-backs, the centre-backs, even the goalkeeper, to not letting the checks going. Why did he bring in... Lichtenstein. I don't know. It was uh, again. It was one of those weird January ones. That was his first signing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was sort of last summer, wasn't it? It'll just been as a body uh, to be around. Um, I think a a little bit, a little bit like the Europa League final where we lost to Sevilla. If we'd have won that, that season would have been seen as a success because we'd have got into the Champions League. At the moment. Arsenal need to be in the Champions League so if they get into the Champions League then great it's been a good season and they've got a trophy if they don't win it then they finish fifth in the, in the Europa League next season so it, it's mad how a full season mm. comes down to one game but that is essentially what Arsenal's season comes down to less so for Chelsea because Chelsea will probably get top four and qualify for the Champions League through that yeah. so for Chelsea it's more about the silverware than you know the destination yeah. of what winning that silverware gets you um, just before we finish this segment can we just go on to this information, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, not looked into. Well, I put this down, was, I, well, I mentioned but, this to you. Is earlier. that right? Is uh, the amount of tickets for Chelsea Arsenal fans each? Is that right? I think so. I looked it up, and it was on the BBC an hour ago. So the Olympic Stadium in Baku apparently holds, and this is what which my, is in what country uh, in Azerbaijan, which we'll come on to in a minute. Uh, apparently holds seventy thousand, which. I, I, I'm happy to be uh, contradicted on, but that's what uh, my research tells me. The news on the BBC website earlier said that both Arsenal and Chelsea fans will get 6,000 tickets each, and that is madness. Because that's 12,000 in total, leaving 58,000 seats 
For UEFA delegates. Sure. Yeah, 68,700 68, seats. So, yeah. So, that's that's awful. over 50,000 50, seats for UEFA delegates and partners. For a final in Azerbaijan where there aren't any direct flights, you've got to take at least two flights, maybe three, yeah. totaling between 10 and 16 hours to get there, or a 57-hour drive. Or a donkey. I mean, that is, or a donkey, yeah. It's absolute madness to have that Europa League final over there. I mean, we were listening to it before we came back on, on the mic, didn't we? Clock talking, right? He doesn't know what these people at UEFA have had for breakfast. Less so because of Madrid this year, because obviously it's kind of like Europe, uh, obviously on the Iberian coast, Portugal, Spain. We know where Madrid is. But last year, Kiev, Klopp said it's unlikely that a Russian team is going to get there so anyone who got to that final was going to have to travel miles yeah. we did as Liverpool yeah. Madrid did as uh, as Real Madrid yeah. and now there's this one in Azerbaijan all it can come down to money. for me is money that's all I can money think of but I'll tell you earlier wasn't I read that Chelsea are playing a they're playing a game in America seven days before yeah in Boston I think it was yeah, like a, it's like a charity game or something. Yeah, but still Sarri's living Sarri's living I'd be very surprised if they take any of the first teams unless they're contracted to do so uh, which they may be I don't know um, I'm sure they'll want to take the hit for the money if it is contracted yeah. well, he, I mean if he doesn't take first teams will he go I don't know well, uh, will they be allowed to go will Kepa allow him on the plane probably not <laughs> I mean or will Eddie I mean what, what we did mention uh, first of all we finished this little bit on stadium and tickets, it's not as bad as that, but the um, Atletico's ground, the one in Metropolitano, also holds around 68 to 70,000 um, like people. like for delegates? And we've been given 16,000 each. So again, put that together uh, with Spurs fans, and that leaves 36,000 tickets, which is more than both, apparently, so it's, well, maths. Yeah, it's more. Yeah. It's more than Liverpool and Spurs together. Maths is hard. Maths is hard. The worst thing about that is mad. It's absolutely mad how UEFA partners and delegates get priority. Priority over the fans. fans who create the atmosphere. Yeah, who create the atmosphere. The atmosphere despite the fact, I mean, the thing is, I have no doubt that Liverpool and Spurs fans will get their hands on those delegate tickets. It happened in uh, in Kiev. 80% of that ground was red. Happened yeah. in Newcastle the other week. Last it week. did down in there. Well, it's not, not our fault that your fans are allowed to just leave the tickets away. We'll get everywhere. Get everywhere. I was going to we'll say something everywhere. and I realised we're on a podcast and I'm not <laughs> going to say those words. What we did mention... I'll tell you what, I mean, in terms of that stadium in Madrid, I mean, you'll be there, but... Yeah. Um, I will. Where do you put Drake? Did you put him right on the halfway line? Oh, my. Right. Who was it? Who was it? Who what kids are you going to wear? Well, I mean, you might just wear like a, a really fancy jacket. Who's last year? Um, Dua Lipa. She sang at the game at the uh, at our game. You were there. I know, but I can't. I don't. It's, it's pop music. I, I, I don't follow that. You sound really old, right? I know, I know. But Dua Lipa sang at half time like it was the bloody Super Bowl. And, Essentially, what he's saying is he really enjoyed it. <laughs> he just doesn't want to tell us. No, no. He was sat next to his dad and he's like, just have a little pop to himself. <laughs> just a quick one. His dad turns around and he's like, no, I've got that. Dad, dad's more up on popular music. Don't his yeah, Papa P's more up on uh, popular music than I am. Uh, the question we didn't ask before we moved on to this is was that Eden Hazard's last strike of a football or something oh, that's like, I mean, that's that uh, comedy uh, advert where he, where he turns to like I think it was the coach and there's like a little sign saying ah, I'm not here next season I don't have to worry about it <laughs> I saw that that was, before, that was, that was I, during the game wasn't yeah. it I don't I, think they can I afford think, to get rid of it I if they're banned as well yeah they'll be banned probably yeah but I agree with that but 
Right, let's just look at hypotheticals. There might be three teams in the world that he might go to. Bayern Munich might look for that because Real Madrid I'm, I'm almost positive Bayern need to be up for they've got Vinicius Junior Zisco but they're not they're getting rid of Bale. they don't want Bale they don't want Bale Bale's Zidane's this is what I don't understand Zidane's already no, said that he doesn't want he doesn't so want they're going to stick one of these fantastic left-sided players on the right just well, yeah, yeah, that's the perfect Hazard thing, isn't it? You can, but you can imagine Hazard tearing that league apart just because yeah. of how lean, uh, how uh, soft some of the refs are, how slow some of the games are, how awful some of the opponents are. In that league. You, can imagine, you can imagine Hazard being in contention for the Ballon d'Or playing for one of the top two in Spain. Genuinely, I'm not saying he'd ever win it, but I can imagine him being in contention. I think Real would be absolutely if they if they're genuinely not backing Bale, which I think is a bit silly anyway. Um, if they're not going to back Bale, or I mean, this goes obviously not as a damn player either because he doesn't trust it. If there's one thing this football free summer does, well, it's not, is it? It's the Nations League. As I said, the, the Nations if, League if final this, is three days after the Champions League final. It's uh, madness. As I said, if, if there's any problem with <laughs> football free <laughs> summer, it's either Hazard signs a five year contract. Or he bugs off because I'm tired of it, right? It's been going on for years. For you know? years, yeah, you're right, you're right. It just, he just needs it's to every end. year. It is every season. Uh, I think he'll probably go to Real. Um, I think it'll be drawn out, but I think he'll play enough at Real. But I mean, but, but Belgium. I don't think he's nailed on. Belgiumese people on. need to watch out because then Chelsea fans are going to be getting right on the <laughs> Belgians backs. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, what was Belgianese a word? No, I think it's just Belgium. It's Belgium. Yeah, thanks, sir. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't want to correct you. When you corrected by Tom on something like that, you've had a bad evening. Geez. <laughs> yeah, geez. <laughs> <laughs> In joke, I apologise to our listeners. Um, I, the only thing that would worry me about this prediction is. We can't do predictions. Well, two, twofold, really. We can't predict. And two, what, can Chelsea afford to let him go if they've got. No way of replacing him no, because they, without him, him, they are nothing. Mm. They are nothing without Hazard. Because what's the story? I mean, sorry, won't be able to make a decision. What's the doy will get there? I think, but he's 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 these years away. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he'll ever get. To even it. then, you I think James Sancho. You look at. I think Hudson Odoi is good. I really do. I think he's got potential to be very, very good. But Hazard's on a different level. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think you can say he will be good. But Hazard has been so influential for that Chelsea. Side. Away from that Chelsea team, he can he can stride so much forward because he's he's not really held into the kind of same esteem as like not just Ronaldo, but like. Who has that? Yeah, he doesn't seem to get. The I credit. think no, he doesn't. Well, he like, doesn't. Well, there's a reason for that because he takes full seasons off. If he doesn't get on with the manager, he decides I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play well this season. Whereas the likes of Ronaldo and Messi are just relentless year on yeah. year on year. Are you talk about Pogba. Here? No, we're talking. No, Pogba takes like full years off. Oh, like, sorry. To get almost I'm getting very three confused or four by, years these lazy, by these lazy footballers. Yeah. No, Hazard takes full years off when he doesn't get on with the manager. Um, so that's why he'll never be spoken about in that regard. But I do think he, for himself, I think he's a quality player. I just think he's, he looks to be a little, getting a little bit stale at Chelsea now. Okay. Uh, I think, coming to the end now, I'm just going to ask one more question. Thomas, who's going to be playing in the um, Super Cup in September? Is it September? Yeah, Should September. we really do predictions? I'm, I'm going then. Who's playing the Super Cup? As much as it hurts me, I reckon it's going to be Liverpool. Me. 
I can't. I just can't separate Arsenal and Chelsea. But I'm going to go Chelsea. So you think it's going to be Liverpool Chelsea? Who do you think it's going to be? Hart says Liverpool Chelsea. Head says North London Derby. Jeez. I could just no, but do you not think? But do you not think that that would be written in the stars that Northern the down. Spurs win the Champions League before Arsenal get a chance, but then Arsenal win the Europa League, so they play each other. That sounds like a fo- look at what we've seen this week. Yeah. Like football is so unpredictable. And I know we're trying to predict it now, but that is the kind of thing that's written in the stars. A North London yeah. derby for a European. All I'll say, I I think personally, it's going to be a Liverpool Chelsea. Super Cup. Which all means it's not going to be because all, all, all I'll say is, we are awful at predicting. Um, come what may, whatever happens in Madrid and Baku. If, if, no, it doesn't matter about Baku. If whatever happens in Madrid, if Spurs win, that is the end of the podcast because we can't do a podcast when Stephen's crying. <laughs> and it will go on and on. And so, why, so why are you not perpetually, like, always crying then as a Newcastle fan? Because like, we acceptance. <laughs> acceptance. Acceptance. You say nothing. No, no. I'd say denial more than acceptance, but okay. And let's move on to our last segment. I think we're going to talk about a club, um, I mean, literally, I think we've said it before, close to Just us. around the corner. Yeah. I think we should go on to that, yeah. Yeah. So we've decided that we're going to start by ending our podcast now with a bit of a, a local round, apparently, with uh, one club in focus. Well, I mean, we, you know, those who listen to us every week uh, will know that a few weeks ago we went down to Chorley Football Club and yeah. we, we, had, we talked with the captain, we talked with the manager. and talked with Andy Teague and James Miglio, uh, yeah. who were welcomed by Alex, the head of media down there, isn't he, uh, at Victor yeah. Park. Uh, we had a fantastic day, didn't we? And he brought us in again. You know, he, he, we're in, uh, we got invited back, which was lovely. Um, what game did we see? Telford, was it? No, yeah. it was the first game. You know, no, Telford was the second game. Telford was the second game. They beat yeah. Kidder uh, 3-0 in the first game we went to, and then uh, we uh, Chorley drew uh, 1-1 with a late penalty. Telford got a late penalty. You had some good discussion with those Telford fans as well. I thought they were very... Considering their team was so, like, poor, they had to chant Stockport. I thought they were Stockport fans. Yeah, well, it's a little bit like the Newcastle fans chanting City. To I'm, right thinking this week, aren't I'm just saying. You know where Thomas is here? <laughs> United are the easier one. Yeah, I apologise. I apologise. I'm a Chorley fan this week. <laughs> well, this is a perfect segment for you. I, so, I, I quite enjoyed the game because I awkwardly uh, locked eyes with the manager for a good 30 seconds. I remember, yeah, I remember you saying. After yeah. the penalty. Heinle took him out for a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they narrowly missed out on promotion to Stockport County, which is obviously devastating because they were up there and they kind of batted, they'd swatted away so many like challenges from other clubs. I mean, to, it, to be fair, it's, it's one of those not taking your chances. And I think yeah. at that level, um, you know, having, and, and beat, having beaten Stockport yeah. at home 2 0, it really was in their hands. So mm. it was it was disappointing, and I'm sure most Sully fans would say that. However, looking at the comments on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, um, the Chorley fans were very quick to get, after the disappointment of missing out on promotion, they were very quick to get behind uh, their team. Um, I, think, I don't think you, you, you can't not get behind the team no, in terms no. of such a rise of. Yeah, of I mean, look yeah. at where they come from, and, and you look at the. the the, the rise through the Flitcroft and the era and whatnot, and I think this year in particular, and I said it on the actual podcast that we did down in Troy, you you listen 
to the crowd noise. I live, what, three minutes away around yeah, the corner? Yeah, literally around the corner. The crowd noise year on year, and I've lived there for 22 years, the crowd noise has gone up and up and up. It's incredible. It, yeah. the, it's What they've done with the club in recent years, um, starting with Flitcroft, and we've said this on previous episodes, has been incredible. Excuse me, but it was uh, <laughs> but it was disappointing having been up there for so long, having it hand, in their hands until so late. It was disappointing, um, and it was those last few games which took them away. So they lost five three away to all team, didn't they? Yeah, they just and, fell apart. Didn't yeah, they? I mean they'd been known all season as being so defensively resolute, and they conceded five, and then they lost in the ninety fourth minute against Spennymore, which, funnily enough, those two teams are the teams that they. Well, they're facing, or they have faced in the playoffs. So they went down into the, automatically into the playoff semi-final against Altrincham, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they were one 0 down against Altrincham until Josh Wilson, who so often kind of, I wouldn't say dragged them out of the line, but just been the difference maker for Trolley. Yeah. Really, yeah, equalised in the 82nd minute, went all the way to penalties, um, and Trolley won on penalties, which was a fantastic result. Um, read the match report, sounded quite. I mean, a nerve-wracking game, which it would be. I mean, so much on the state trying to get up into the National League. Um, and then you've got the final um, this weekend on Sunday, and they will face, so having knocked out Altrincham, who had beaten them a couple of weeks ago, they're against Spennymore, who also stopped them from going up yeah. automatically by beating them one now. I think they sold out as well. Yeah. Well, it's a, well, I, think um, really, I think they had sold out. Really well, we've not mentioned the final will be at Victory Park because Chorley were the highest placed non automatically promoted team, yeah. weren't they? They finished that second. Took more brain power than we'd like to admit. Yeah, to we, did, yeah we, did, we couldn't find it anywhere um, until I asked the question on Facebook. Because did you think the, the final it was at Wembley? For one year or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I remember we. I'm lost. I'm not sure. I know the National League ones at Wembley, um, but it was when I asked the question of a Chorley fan on Facebook, and they said that obviously the semi final, because it's not a two legged thing, the semi final. No, so the semi final was played at Victory Park because Chorley finished above Altrium, and because Chorley finished above Spennymore as well, it'll be the final will also be at Victory Park. So, I mean, You'd like to say it's written in the stars. They're a victory park in front of their own fans to get up into the conference. Just got to keep your fingers crossed, really. Isn't it? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Chorley fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. I've had a season to get out of field all my life. But I would love to see Chorley successful. I was mm-hmm. buzzing when we got the uh, the promotion, the two promotions in three years, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was absolutely point. buzzing because they were my local team. Kind of got stuck at this one, didn't they? And then... Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. You hit a ceiling. But, I mean, the, you see... Well, I say hit a ceiling, but it's not like the FC United of Manchester who were like they, they came up. FC United of Manchester came up the year after Chorley, and they're languishing down at the bottom of this table. Chorley fighting up at the top. Yeah. So it's absolutely incredible what they're doing. Um, you just gotta hope that. I mean, I still think the fan support will be there next year. Honestly, oh, yeah, uh, but it would be absolutely incredible if they could test themselves because a lot. Of, like we know a friend, a friend of ours, a Hartlepool fan, he was giving a bit, was a bit of a lesson on the National League. Do you remember yeah. the messages that came through? Uh, thanks for that, Liam. Uh, and he mentioned that a lot of those teams in that league, in the National League, are professional. Hmm. So Chorley would have to come up against that more often than they do already. Yeah, and Ch- 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 Chorley got this year the, the, 
I don't think I don't think professional status is anywhere close. So we, well, we mentioned that didn't we, Tony T? Yeah. Uh, he said that the first thing would be if they were touch would be able to go consolidate well, I, I in the league. I think the one season, I think the one season they did play in uh, the national league. They finished 17th and got relegated. So I don't know. They'd been, I, I think they'd been up that high. I don't I, know. I'm, in sure. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I could also be wrong. <laughs> but um, I remember Andy Teague saying that the main priority, because the infrastructure is not in place yet at the club, um, if they were to be promoted this year, and again, I touch wood there, um, that they'd have to consolidate themselves in that league first before they think of turning professional. Which is a clever way of looking at it, really. Of course it is, yeah. Um, but all that is predicated on them going up and they have to go. They've got a good so chance, haven't they? They have. Um, the, probably the best. Well, apart from obviously all times of promotion, which would have been ideal, but. I'll be keeping a very, very. You say you're going? Yeah, I'm going. I'll be keeping a very. Because I'll be at, obviously Anfield watching us finish second to City in the league. Um, but I'll be keeping a very close eye on, on that game. And I'm sure Sam will be listening to it from his bedroom window. Have you not invited him, Tom? Have you not offered him? I mean, it's rude as hell. I mean, it's, it's terrible. So I, I just got asked if I wanted a ticket. Um, Shocking. So, I was going to take Gabby, to be fair, but she rec- she declined. I said reclined. <laughs> I don't know where I got the information about it. So I don't know. I, 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 I thought I'd read it somewhere. I don't think they've been that high up. Again, I could be wrong, but... I think this would be, for Vermiglio, if he, if he takes them up, I think this would be breaking new ground um, for a club the size of Chorley. Uh, and I think it would be brilliant. They need it. For the, town, for the town to be literally the tier below League 2, I think would be absolutely it's incredible. It's insane to think that there'd be... Not not a trillion miles away from the like the championship. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, they are. No, I'm, I don't mean. Well, it's talking about quality, isn't it? Oh, right. I'm not talking about quality. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, it's insane. They've, and, um, they've got a stand made of scaffolding. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just it would be a wonderful story. Oh, just because awesome. some of these teams, in terms of who's in the National League, uh, filed. We've been a couple of times past their stadium, the Fancy yeah. Stadium, uh, Leighton Orient. Uh, Barnet, Chesterfield, and Hartley, Hartlepool, Halifax Town, Aldershot, Haven't and Waterloo. We've played them in the FA Cup before. I mean, big, big teams. Yeah. When you're talking about Chorley, Team, yeah, teams who you look at those and think they might <coughs> get to a third round FA Cup. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. a, that's the sort of level it is. Well, I think the only way to end this week's podcast really is just. Well, we, I mean, we usually do that thing where we wish everyone's teams luck, don't we? Um, there's not a great deal riding on it. I mean, there is for me. Obviously, I want us to win the league. We're not likely to, but... So I, there's no relegation battle. I know. I'd, I'd probably like to kind of wish my luck to Trolley FC, really, and um, me too. wish them all the best, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see them in the uh, in the National course. League next next season. I agree with that, yeah. And, um, and it's going to be an interesting weekend. We'll just yes. have to see what happens, and hopefully... We'll be back for a podcast next week. Fingers crossed.